It's the Tiltcast, episode 373. Some people like vanilla. And this week, guys, we talk some Sekiro. Chad Kroger. Even more division. Nickelback. Oh, and some gaming news. Stay tuned. Britney Spears. I hate you. Lady Gaga. And we're back. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. What's today's date, Jason? Bang. It is March 29th, 2019. 50 p.m. Oh, it's a little later than normal, but, you know, whatever. Hey, we're getting started. In the state that created the... What? Where's Quake-NATO? The Quake-NATO. It's the Quake-NATO. I mean, that is a thing over here. <laughs> hey, I'm Nas. I'm Rusty. I'm Jason. We're back. It's the Tiltcast. It's yeah. the what? The... Did you just say the Yeah, date? the 29th. 29th. And at 8.50. Yeah, it's... It hasn't, it hasn't the, changed. The we day told, of Friday packs. We totally uh, skipped We're, a week because, well, I was losing my voice last weekend. He sounded like Batman. Well, you he didn't did kind of sound like... You did sound kind of like Batman. Yeah. Like Batman. It, it was worse. Yeah, uh, it, it was much worse. It was like exaggerated Christian Bale Batman. Oh, yes. <laughs> much exaggerated. And I know after you lose your voice, if you try to replicate what your voice yeah. sounded like, it hurts like hell. Yeah. The <laughs> uh, the worst part was, so Justin heard my voice Monday, exaggerated Christian mm. Bale full on. Mm. I was getting close to that Friday. It took all weekend to get there. Oh, boy. Tuesday, it was like that, but at a whisper. So it was like, hello. <laughs> what the fuck? This is a really breathy Batman. <laughs> Pretty much. <clears throat> Which was interesting whenever an agent called me for assistance because they'd be like, are you okay? No. I'm like, uh, I'm Batman. I'm speaking in flashcards at the moment. I'm not <laughs> like fucking a, okay. Like a shitty death metal singer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I've got a flashcard that says, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> I remember you and your flashcards. And, 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 That's an and inside a, joke. <laughs> and uh, the other one that just says, no, period. <laughs> so a friend of mine that I work with, and this is a shout out to him without saying his name. Um, one of the prior jobs that he had was a substitute math teacher. And I'm kind of glad you guys don't remember him just because I think it will it would be too obvious. Mm. But anyways, I'm going to read the story. So this happened many years ago before he works with me now. Um, so the story's on Yahoo News from way back when and he said the story starts off substitute teacher at Tulsa Oklahoma High School may be out of a job after including references to serial killer Ted Bundy and a peeping Tom in a homework assignment what (laughs) whoa so essentially what happens is he makes references to these things and two math problems so I'm gonna have you guys solve here's the first question (laughs) math no no it's my nightmare it's happening now during my hobby oh shit (laughs) Serial killer Ted Bundy has a 20-foot ladder leaning against his favorite tree. (laughs) The ladder makes a 64-degree angle with the ground. What distance up the tree does the ladder reach? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm stuck at the part where this is Ted Bundy with a ladder. 
Wait, why would he include Ted Bundy in that? There's a reason for that, too. There's a reason for that. I'll get to the next one. Okay. Well, I'm not going to solve because math. Okay. Uh, so there's another one that he has here. He says it's called Creepy John. Creepy John watches his neighbors with a telescope. Their apartment is 12 feet from the ground. John's is 36 feet. If the angle of depression from John's apartment is 47 degrees, how far apart are the two apartment buildings? <laughs> what what grade is this? Um, high school. High school. Uh, okay. So this is. I mean, this yes. Full on geometry and yeah. trig. Yeah. Yeah. So this is. I should have asked him, but I want to say probably tenth grade math. Yeah, because I, I remember. I I remember questions. <laughs> Not worded this way, but of this nature. And that is a really odd way to actually, like, frame a question. So per the principal's um, statement to the press, Uh he said that the substitute, whose name will not be released, wanted to engage students by getting their attention with colorful questions and talking with him. It's exactly what he thought. He said it. I was doing something because they didn't want. Uh, they weren't paying any attention whatsoever, and I figure if I give them something interesting or something that catches their attention, they'll at least pay attention to the problem. <laughs> and he's a fan of shock humor, so this is no surprise. Well, yes, but he said he had a single parent, and I will say the parent's name, Christina Mataliano. Okay. Told the news, I don't know if he's trying to be humorous or maybe this is some of his personal interests. She's the one that complained and got him fired oh of course i just think this is Um, why i'm not in school either right i would come up with some off-collar joke and get fired (laughs) but i think it's pretty great it it kind of is oh there's 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 times let's see that's the type of like math problem you find on fucking reddit uh you know this is in the days before reddit this is probably seven or eight years ago okay well i mean reddit was a thing but not that he might have been in the arpent of the internet at that point well yeah but knowing him but the in general reddit was eight years ago eight years ago reddit was still around i think i don't know it It wasn't freaking arpnet because it was exclusively a troll site back then if i remember right uh, like, 4chan and things yeah. like that. Reddit's been around for 13 years. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's where the rules of the internet came from. I, I know that, but it, it's not nearly as old as you think it is. And the internet is actually uh, quite old nowadays. Shit, I had a website at 1999. I did too. Um, the movie that my girlfriend was talking about that she was saying was dumb is called Five Feet Apart. Five Feet Apart. Okay. Sounds dumb. Anyway. Yeah. We we had a uh, we had a small poll going on, the three of us around a table, and we m- might have thought it was either Dumbo or what was it? Uh, was it uh, Funland or... Uh, Wonder Park. Wonder Park. <laughs> what the fuck is Wonder Park? <laughs> like, well, okay. It's like pre-summer movies. There's nothing going on. <laughs> Dumbo. Like Dumbo should not exist. <laughs> There's 
Yeah, like the, <laughs> you know, just, yeah. Dumbo being a thing with, like, live action anything? No. Um, oh, it's a live action the, Dumbo uh, movie? It's a live action Dumbo what movie. The fuck? With, yes. like, a CGI Dumbo. Yeah. Um, it's got Michael Keaton in it. That's is that what he's doing now? About, like, yeah. How but, far he's fall from Batman? <laughs> Not that far. He's hey, short. He was the vulture in Spider Man. Just, just, just saying. Just you wait, because the Lion King's coming out, and that's live action as well. Uh, mostly right. CGI. Mostly CGI, but... but live action with CGI so, characters. Five feet apart. 17-year-old Stella spends most of her time in a hospital as a cystic fibrosis patient. Her life is full of routines, boundaries, and self-control, all of which get put to the test when she meets Will. Huh. Yeah, she took her daughter to this. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't envy her. <laughs> I, uh, I, she said it's kind of sad, but... I, I mean, that sounds like there's potential for sadness there, but... Sadness yeah. potential. It's a, it's, <laughs> it just sounds sad, like not a movie that I would watch, but it's just it, because it of, is. Yeah. What kind of movie is it supposed to be? A love story, a drama? What? What? A, what? A, a it's romantic drama. Of yeah. course it is. Scraping the bottom of the barrel, freaking Hollywood. Like, so, seriously. What's the saddest movie you ever watched? saddest movie yeah saddest oh shit um um blood rain (laughs) (laughs) was it sad because it sucked are are we talking about the worst movie we've seen no saddest or the saddest like it invoked tears what Um, movie made you cry jason what what movie made me cry what makes the waterfalls come out of that mountain uh I have, I have I'm a. Trying to think. I, I have a. Uh... <laughs> Come on, fess up, Coco. Coco, what's that? It's the, uh, is the Pixar it's a Disney Pixar. It's the animated film animated uh, about film the, about the Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead, yeah. Yeah. It it okay. actually like at the end of the movie just like hit me harder than I thought it would. It. It's just you. It evoked an old memory, and all of a sudden you're crying. It it had to do with grandma, and that's and that you know that right there was what hit me hardest. Like, I'm sitting there watching this movie and genuinely enjoying the animation of the movie because I watch a lot of animated movies. Right, I really like animated movies, um, especially ones that are really well done. Uh, and I'm watching Coco, and I'm like, you know having dinner and I'm like, you know, doing other things. And I sit down and it gets right near the end of the movie and it's ramping up to its climax. And then, and then it does the epilogue area where you're like, you know, everybody's living heavily, happily ever after Hmm. day of the dead should have saw this coming. (laughs) Um, so strangely innocent movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, I honestly don't remember any film Jason has never cried in his life no (laughs) it's not that it's just so this is the type of asshole I am he is a mountain of of obsidian he he is a man he's impenetrable if if he cries he cries diamonds (laughs) so hard this is uh 
This is this is the type of asshole that I am. <laughs> the one you're uh, being right now. Yes. <laughs> right. Um so the the first the first year my wife and I were together. Christmas opening weekend for one particular movie called Marley and Me. Oh my gosh. I we meet my parents to go see this movie. Oh, my gosh. Lo and behold, we don't even get to sit with my parents because the theater's that packed. No, we end up sitting next to somebody we all used to work with. Uh Uh-huh. Como. Mm. Okay. Right. So, he and his wife are there, so we're sitting next to them. He and I end up sitting next to each other with our wives on either side of us, right? Uh-huh. Through the whole movie, everybody's laughing. There are parts where people are kind of crying. Yeah, yeah. The end hits where the dog dies. Dog dying. Spoiler first. He and I start turning around, looking all over the theater. There is not a dry eye in the fucking place, including my own father, who has a (laughs) tissue next to his eyes. And he and I are just sitting there like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. It's a dog. (laughs) What an asshole. (laughs) Like, seriously, what an asshole. I mean, when your dog died, I cried. Uh, yes, like, I'm, I'm, I am a bad, I'm not, I am not that bad of a man to understand that some things fucking emotionally hurt. Yes, you did. Okay. You fucking like not having any type of emotional impact about any fucking movie. I, I, I consider, I, I consider wrong. I think you're, I think you're broken. <laughs> I, and I might be, because to be honest, I've been to funerals for grandparents, aunts, uncles. Jeez. Never. I don't know. It just, the death thing doesn't really affect me. Absolute obsidian. This motherfucker is just stone cold. So I'm kind of a marshmallow. Yeah. Um, I've, I fucking admitted I, to crying uh, to an animated I, I, movie. Go I, for I, it wasn't yeah. an animated movie, but I watched What Dreams May Come. Okay. Well, there you and go. And it's like, he went to hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. So bad. <laughs> Such a good guy. <laughs> Fuck. It's Robin Williams. He can act <laughs> his fucking ass off. I believe him, and it's a fantasy setting. Why am I crying? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie. Fuck, it's a good movie. Like, God, I think... it's so sad. <laughs> right. Like, I did the whole, like... It wasn't the, you know, it was the, like, audible bellow, like, that was boiling up. I was like, man, this is so sad. I, and, and it's it's very, there, there's very few, like, there's some, some, you know, types of movies that will, you know, that'll get me. If it has anything to do with a pet, like, if it's not done for a fucking, like, shock effect, like, for instance, if you watch well, Polar, for instance. Yeah. The dog in that movie is actually named the same name as me, but it was killed off for shock effect. Like, oh, you mean like Boondock Saints and the Cat? Yeah, Boondock Saints and the Cat. I felt nothing for the cat. Like if I had some right. form of emotional attachment to that cat, yeah, I probably had a problem with it. But I'm like, 
that happened and i actually fucking laughed because um the circumstance was funny right um yeah but i love animals in right. general i mean but i got my dog right next to me but fucking like you know where the red fern grows or old yeller or fucking like all of where the know, red fern grows <laughs> you know every uh, every 70s 80s child <laughs> saw that movie and cried of course like you had an emotional attachment if, to the animal. And old so. Yeller was like yeah. I don't know which was first, but right. they're both fairly old. They're both older movies, right? So and I mean, I actually fucking like read the novelization for both of them. So uh and watching it and reading it both fucking had the same effect for me. So it was just that's just the thing. You I, know, I can honestly say that think the closest i've gotten actually crying watching a movie was uh patch adams another robin williams movie yeah yeah okay well yeah, you did that point probably so. you didn't though which means you're a fucking pillar of oh, obsidian I mean, and like, you fucking like like i i'm i'm saying there was a single tear a couple times during that movie i will like, find i okay so since we're fucking like opening ourselves up to this shit there will be some situations where i'm like okay i'm watching this movie genuinely sad moments happen and i'm like mentally fine like i'm not like mentally crying but i all of a sudden get like that that like stray fucking tear that generates forms and goes down your cheek and you're like Fuck, why is my <laughs> cheek wet <And> like <laughs> I'm not fucking sad. This isn't sad. I'm not just, sad, cry ball. I'm in the corner guess, fucking like sobbing. I guess I can... I always... De there's always a part of me that's detached enough from from movies whenever I'm watching them. Oh, well, that's because you don't actually, I, like, really invest in it. That's... Uh, that, that right there is just... You're not suspending disbelief. You're just completely disbelieving. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's a form of entertainment for you instead of an experience. That's, yeah. that's pretty close to. Now I would say I genuinely shed tears playing the last of us. So he fucking sheds tears for a fucking video game. I, because you have to be invested in it to play the motherfucker, right? I, yeah. I see how it is. So basically you have to be like, I mean, you have to be in VR to fucking like understand and really like get into a movie. God damn, would that be fucking awesome? Now, I have cried reading books. Genuinely. Oh, well, I mean, I've, yeah. I mean, I have already admitted to that with fucking like where the red fern grows, right? So, but, uh, but for movies, yeah, there's always a good part of my brain that's always disconnected from it emotionally. I just don't get invested. Yeah. I mean, everybody has their flaws. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't really consider it a flaw. That just makes you a better critic, um, right? You know, uh, you know, because you could look at the individual parts and say, "Yeah, that was supposed to be sad." Sure, I didn't now, feel any emotion. To there it, have but, been yeah. certain TV shows that have invoked them at times. Well, yeah, like for example, there there's been a few episodes down the road that is the soon to be 15 season supernatural uh, where where i've invoked a tear or two uh, i didn't invoke any tears for supernatural i laughed a lot but like all the like 
I guess the genuinely sad parts of that were just lost on me. But maybe it's just because I wasn't invested. Asshole. When Bobby died, I cried. Okay, well, when Bobby died, I said, man, that sucks. And I was bummed. But, yeah, uh, I didn't shed a tear because uh, the, the hunter life, though. I, mean, I kind of I kind of cried a little. Should not have it. written him out of the fucking Joe. I'm just saying. Well, they've written him back in. I know, but. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, I'm only in season 11. Speaking of which, uh, that is like, I'll, I'll start off, that's like part of what I did this week, catching up on Supernatural. I've totally gone through season 12 and half of season 13 in like four days. Speaking of which, <sighs> Holly's the one that got me started on that like nine years ago. Yeah. And yeah. I got all the way through season 11 a couple years ago, and it didn't lose interest. I just don't watch that much TV. Right. So... That's been one of the ones I've been planning on jumping back into. I actually thought about waiting until it was all the way over yeah. and then being able to watch it through to completion. Well, right. n- now it's ending after season 15. So. And 15 is the one they're doing right now? Uh, that's the one they're starting filming on. Gotcha. Yeah, 14 airing right now. So you can 14 get 13 ends. on Netflix. Is that the deal? Yeah. Uh, I remember, uh, I think the last By thing By the I time 15 is... starts airing, 14 will be on Netflix basically okay well i think I'm, it's somewhere around 11 or something like that the last thing i remember is uh black-eyed sam that's you know so that would be what nine ten somewhere around you there. mean uh dean not dean but sam when fucking sam ends up you know it it was it was probably only for just the the transition episode between seasons but I remember the last thing I remember was... Yeah, like, there was, like, one episode, but there wasn't, like, an arc. Dean was an actual arc. Right. Dean had gone to Purgatory and, yeah. you know, all that. Yeah, I remember all that. So it was probably, like, season 9, 10 or something like that. But And there's so many fucking seasons and so many fucking episodes uh, yeah. that I'd have to, like, every time I go back to watch you know an episode, I go two seasons before and i'm like yeah i remember that plot yeah i remember that plot but and i get to the one where i don't remember it and i'm like oh yeah i haven't seen this one yet so i would (laughs) i would say from like from like season nine through there really have been really since bobby died there never really been anything that bummed me even when felicia day's character gets like slaughtered yeah well um didn't really bum me out you know what bummed me out the end of season 12. Don't tell me. We're still fucking behind, remember? It, it, just just say the end of season 12, just, that bummed you out. All right. It, yeah. This is what we get to look yeah. forward to. And you'll you'll understand why. This is what we get to look forward to. Whatever. I mean. <laughs> um, I have- but along with that, I put like 15 to 20 more hours into the division this week. Yeah. I spent, I'm now at 51 hours total since the game released on the 12th. So, I mean, before we get into you know into that, I mean, I know that Netflix is a thing and we, we end up doing it, but if you have not fucking seen Love, Death, and Robots, like... Is it good? You have to watch it, but you cannot watch it with kids anywhere near the fucking room. Okay. When they say it is not safe for work... They mean it's not safe for work. There's tits and dicks. It's it's not safe for work. <laughs> Animation 
style <laughs> is there's there's a bunch of different animation styles, but like I said, I watch a lot of animation, so I look for quality stories, and these are all short stories, right? You know, maybe is it an so, anime or is it a regular? It's uh, it's not anime. Uh, the majority of it is CGI, but they're all different animation styles of CGI. Uh, so it's not that Rob Zombie thing. No, sex and robots. Well, no, that's not not a thing. That's not that's not tied to Rob Zombie at all. But um, uh, it is definitely worth a watch because some of those uh some of those you know, episodes actually have some really cool things. Like there's just to give you an example, there's uh, there is a uh, short story that has to do with farmers in an alien, you know, on an alien world and they have to, you know, get into mech suits to fight off aliens, but they're like stereotypical, like, you know, you know, green pasture style fucking farmers. (laughs) So it's, they're off the wall style stories and some of them are really stylized, but they're every single one of them is definitely worth a watch. But like I said, I mean, tits and ass and dicks and all that are, it's not censored at all. So, you know, just know that you're not going to want to watch it in, you know, in front of kids or at work or anything like that. Cause it could be looked down upon, but quality animation, you know, some decent oh, no, storytelling. Tim Miller thing. Never mind. Um, I was my... going to say I've been watching Hemlock Grove a lot with my girlfriend, and we've been. It's almost. This is going to sound stupid, but it's almost distracting how much sex is in that show. It, yeah, that that was one of the things that turned me off on Hemlock Grove. But um, it's not hot because it's all. It's almost like Game of Thrones, and that's what I've been thinking in my head right. because it's all. It's all softcore. No, no, no. It's all with people that it's not hot with. Right. Right. So, like, it's all with, it's an, like, unnatural un- awkward, affair kind of stuff. Awkward, awkward softcore. It's, it's like, just like Jamie Lannister awkward, right? Oh, yeah. So, it's, like, there's a lot of nice tits in that show, but, like, it's just, it, like, why are you, why are you fucking that chick? Yeah. Uh, it's it's something to do. With it that. has if, the best. It, I'm going to say this again. It has the best werewolf transformation ever. Um, yes. I I soup. Did you watch a little bit of it? Well, I've watched the entire thing. So, oh, okay, so you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking that about. That werewolf transformation is brutal as fuck. So, it's you and your girlfriend that were watching this, right? So there's yeah. So we're most of the way through the first season. So this is another reason for you to watch love. Uh, you know. Love, sex, and, or love, death, and robots. Um, there is a, a short film in there called um, uh, Shapeshifter. Yeah. Uh, and it has to do with uh, the idea of dog soldiers, uh, like werewolf sh- soldiers in Afghanistan. Watch it. It is fucking great. It is absolutely fucking amazing. Probably one of the best, uh, best of the shorts. There's quite a few good ones in there, but that one was one of the best ones. It's fucking phenomenal. Anyway, but yeah, fucking, I, I did that, and I also played the fucking division. So you know, and I played a lot more than you. <laughs> well, yeah. 
but that's been my fucking addiction for t- the last two weeks. We haven't really talked about it since release, right? So, I mean, we were talking about getting it, and then, you know, we got, you know, we, no, we had it the very first day. We recorded mm-hmm. the very first day and said, hey, we played, you know, played a couple hours of it and was enjoying it. But, yeah. uh, you know, since then, we've, we've all gotten their hands on it. Yeah, and I I can tell you from without a shadow of a doubt, I haven't done anything crazy interesting. It was spring break week, and I got a migraine in the middle of the week and yeah. missed week, or missed missed a week, missed a day, oh, from well. work and didn't get to do much. Um, I wish I could wish miss a work for migraine. I typically <laughs> don't. I was struggling through one today. Yeah, uh, I and I made you. it through enough of it to you know take a short nap when I got home and play a little bit of video games, but I. I'll talk about this because it'll be short because we all three have the same game to talk about. Mm. But I've played some Sekiro. I've gotten through four bosses. Right. Um, it is a very, 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 very difficult game. How many How many varies was that? Six? Uh, yeah. About yeah. six. About six. Six sounds good. All right. I'm not going to count. Well, I was trying. But anyways, it's... It is the most difficult from software game that I've played so far. Wow. I know it's getting some rave reviews. Um, I will have to be in a little bit different mindset. And I'll tell you that because I was wearing out my PS4 controller trying to do the parry a lot. And there are parts of that where you have to parry, 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 strike. And it was almost like a rhythm game is how intense it is. Um, right. It's fucking cool, but like it's one of those games that requires 100% attention, and I don't have 100% attention right now, which is why Division has been you, easy for me. You spent, you've spent the last I don't know four or five months playing games that are considered podcast games, where you can kind of turn your brain off and still play the game, uh, and, and then you go to a From Software game and expect the same, and you're going to get your ass handed to you. Um, <laughs> From software knows how to punish you. Uh, In all this, their uh, favorite slogan is "You will die." (laughs) I've got a very quick question before we jump into the division. Yeah. So, um, you both will know this too. Mm. It's going to make me feel like an asshole. (laughs) Um, how do you usually eat your shrimp, Rusty? Shrimp. Yeah. Uh, you. Yeah, so how do you cook shrimp? Or do you, how like, do you how do you? It? What's your favorite way to eat shrimp? Um, I am, uh, I'm a fan of the 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 ice cold shrimp, the cooked shrimp, but you know, with um, you know, with the fucking sauce, the cocktail, cocktail sauce. sauce. What about you, Jason? Uh, either fried or butter sauteed. Okay, so oh, Rusty, like since it. you like yours frozen, not my not frozen. It's just cold. just cold. How do you walk me through step by step how to eat a basically cold, nasty ass shrimp? What as you you have to preface this? Are these okay deheaded uh, or are, I don't know? Just tell me. Uh, okay, I mean if you're so if you're breaking into a fucking whole ass shrimp that's been fucking cooked whole, yeah, but put on ice so that you it's served cold. Uh, you fucking deshell it, and you take the fucking legs off of it. You take the head off of it. You deshell it, and then you devein it because, good God, why would you want to eat shit? <laughs> Jason, yeah. do you ever? 
Do you ever, ever eat non-breaded shrimp? Only when sautéed in copious amounts of butter. Okay, so how would you eat that? Just oh, with a fork. Like, <laughs> yeah, just like straight. Because most of the time when you pretend I'm one hundred percent ignorant, how would you eat that? Lift it off the plate, <laughs> put it in mouth. I don't get where yeah, you're are we going. going okay, I'm going to go with this. So, shell, deveined, legs removed. What? So I've never had a shell or a, a shelled shrimp before. Really? Oh, you've okay. never had a shelled. Shrimp you're talking before? about shelled shrimp. Okay, I've never had shelled that, shrimp before. I've only had that it fried. is different. So that is different. I'm eating shrimp with her while we're watching him in that grove. So she makes a bunch of shrimp. Uh huh. And throw some lemon on it and a whole bunch of butter, like you're talking about, a bunch of garlic, whatever. It was really tasty. Yeah. Um, she looks over and like, why are you already done? I was like, why are you not? She's like, and then I look over and I peek around her because I was like kind of behind her. And she's shelling it and you're not. I ate all the shells. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't know that there was a shell. I was like, it's kind of crunchy. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. The, 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 I didn't know that the shrimp had a okay. shell. So, yeah. you, so when it's I the same Spain, idea behind fucking like crab legs and fucking yeah. lobster. I, you know, I've, never, I've never had crab legs. What? What? Because a long time ago I had, um, what shellfish did I have? I had clam chowder, right? And so when I was a kid, I had clam chowder and I threw up viciously. And so my mom's like, well, you must be allergic to shellfish. So I didn't eat shellfish. And I didn't know that shrimp was a shellfish, right? Right. So I've always had fried shrimp without anything other than the tail. And of course, I know you just cut the tail off and eat it, right? Never had shrimp with a shell on it, ever, 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 ever. And so she's been making fun of me for days because I ate shrimp with a shell on it. <laughs> yeah. You're okay. You're yeah. Not, when did so you learn that you when, had to deshell a shrimp when you're eating shrimp with a shell? Um, I don't even know how to deshell it. That's the thing. Oh my gosh. Um, it's well, not I'm, that hard, dude. I'm, I'm assuming um, that the shrimp that she, she cooked didn't have legs. Didn't have legs. Didn't have legs. Didn't okay. have a head. Okay. So when I was in it Spain, it looked deveined, I guess. The way I was in Spain, one one of the main dishes is papaya, right? And it's full of just whole shrimp, right? So the way the easiest way to deshell this is actually to rip the legs apart, which will kind of loosen the shell on the sides, grab the tail, rip towards the head. You'll pull the entire shell off. With the exception of the tail, which will now be loose because you've just violently ripped it. Right. And you can actually start pulling the vein off the back. And when you pull the vein off the back, it will take the entire tail section of the shell with it. Oh, well, Easiest way to do it. I mean, there's different... So if you don't have legs on it... So if you don't have legs on it, you, you basically... Just... Just get your fingers into the shell on the sides. It's on the it underside of the side. The, if you go on the underside, yeah. If you go on the underside and you you know and you peel back, you can peel it back and then you know off the back and then off the, the back. And if you do it that way, if the legs aren't you know legs and head aren't there, obviously, when you do that, you can take the vein with the back shell. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but like with fried shrimp, all of that's already done, or even with the like the cold shrimp you yeah, buy in the bags, it's mostly de usually it's already done. So, all you gotta do is cook it and go, right? So, yeah, um, so you ate the shell and the shit veins, 
I guess. So, um, so it's not terrible. It's it's not. It's it, not going to hurt you. It's it's not the, per se. the worst thing. Like it's made of the same stuff that you know that your fingernails are made out of. So well, that makes it's, me feel even better. Uh, so I mean, if if you chew your fingernails, I mean you're basically eating you know, the same thing. But um, <laughs> like so. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you this tip. <laughs> he gave me the finger. <laughs> um, if you eat crawfish, don't do the same thing. No, no. I don't really like crawfish that much. You've never had crawfish cooked right. Mm. I've had it in a boil, and it just tastes like super plain shrimp. Uh, and then I, it usually tastes fishy. Yeah. Well, I mean, crawfish are, are a little bit of a different beast. They're they're dirt eaters. Yeah, so they're it, a little bit if different. If it's not cooked right, it's not flavorful at all. It just tastes like dirt. It tastes like fucking swamp is what it tastes yeah. like. So, so yeah. But enough well, of the craw- crawfish or prawns or whatever the fuck they are. I guess they are. No. Well, Shrimp or prawns. Yeah. This is how much seafood I eat. I go to Red Lobster for the rolls. Right. If, and the fried shrimp. If you go to an Australian and say, I want a shrimp and a barbie, and like you're talking about. Uh, a prawn and a fucking cl- cocktail drink. What? Do you not drink beer? <laughs> Are you a bitch? <laughs> I I was trying to explain to her about just I never my family never had money for shrimp, and so yeah. I was just like I did I legitimately didn't know. I was like it was oh. very buttery and tasty. You I know, just, it was a little bit crunchy. When yeah. I worked it, when I worked worked in a meat market, really a lot we did like you know when there were times where we couldn't we couldn't take our lunch we literally because we had a steamer there for the lobsters we sold because yeah. a lot of times we'd steam the lobsters whenever we sold them of course yeah um nobody wants to kill their own fucking lobster right pretty much oh dude hearing them scream and pop sometimes in the well, you're steamer. supposed to you're supposed um, to stab them in the head to kill them before you throw them in the fucking pot nah um so a lot of times what we would do is we'd take shrimp throw it in that steamer right and just obey man yeah yeah it's obey it's it's a thing so funny thing is is i'm going i'm going to actually side with you know with justin just for a little bit okay i'm i've got a weird quirk where if it's a breaded fried shrimp that still has the tail on it popping the whole fucking thing because you're supposed to just, you know, eat the part that's been deshelled and leave yeah. the tail. It's supposed to be like the little handle that you throw yes. away. But no, you whole eat fucking the thing. tail, whole fucking thing. Because I mean, it's already crunchy at that point. It's not like, you know, it, it's not like it's it's bad. It's already deveined. There's nothing really of you know bad about the tail outside of the fact that it's made out of a different material than the fucking meat right so yeah hey it's the fucking tail when it's you know when it's uh it's a fried shrimp fucking sue me i mean it's it's obviously edible otherwise they wouldn't put it on my fucking plate don't try right? using that to justify what justin did no well i'm just saying that it's it's he's not the first in the world <laughs> that's that's eating shrimp wrong <laughs> The fact that there's a wrong way to, eat, you know, eat a shrimp is, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, at least you didn't fucking like see a whole fucking shrimp and say, oh, well, this is going to be really awkward and fucking staring into its eyes as you're going to bite down on it. <laughs> I support your girlfriend giving you shit for days. <laughs> now, if he took a whole fucking shrimp, fucking head and all, you know, head, legs, and everything, and said, "Oh, this is edible," and fucking like took a you know a giant bite out of it. Yeah, I'd give him a whole lot more shit. But now I would say, when I was in Spain and I was eating papaya on the regular, I would rip the tail out, devein that, eat it, and then I'd suck the head. Yeah, but that's um, that's a but, that's a you you do the same like thing a with fucking delicacy crawfish. thing. You do the same thing with crawfish, too. Yeah, you do. Which is still kind of, like, nasty. You just, a lot of times over here, you don't get the entire shrimp cooked. You only get the tail section. Right. It's normally yeah. processed enough. Yeah. But, yeah, if you're, if you get, if you go into fucking Red Lobster and you get, the like, the, the shrimp scampi, most of the time they fucking, you know, deshell that shit for you. Yep. So. But, dude, if you've never had king crab legs. Yeah. I no. feel sorry for you. Fucking, like, yeah. You have to work for that food, but, man, it's good. King crab is great. Maybe at some point I will. I've just never dude, wanted you to go, drop $30 You go to lunch. the right Chinese buffet and there's good king uh, crab the, on it. The I don't know that I would go to... Chinese buffet for my first time eating something that's going to normally cost like $30 a plate. Yeah, see, Chinese buffets, uh, they don't use the same stuff. It's, I mean, sure, it's crab legs, but it's not, no. They don't cook it properly. I've had plenty that were perfectly fine. They, they don't cook it properly. If you want, you know, if you want good crab legs, you go to a place that's. Well, that's true. You know, you go to a crab shack. That's what you need to do. Joe's crab shacks no more. You just Rip. it doesn't necessarily need to be Joe's. It just needs to, you Rip. just need to go to a crab. Shop. I know, but they were like kind of affordable. Right. So anyway. next time next time I go to Pax East, I'll get some crab legs. Yes. Yeah. Oh, dude, you get crab legs like up in the Boston area. Oh, yeah. oh that's so, that's life changing. Mm-hmm. Me and Holly that's had a like, kind of a ritual of getting clam chowder while we we're up there. Yeah. So we'd always ask like, "Where's the best chowder?" Because that's a Boston thing, you right. know. Yeah. Last time we went, it was chowder, and then we got all sorts of weird pizza. To be honest, in that area of the Northeast, you get any seafood up there, Mm -hmm. and it's Mm life-changing versus what you get here. I don't eat seafood here. Yeah. I'll eat seafood on the East Coast, though. When I lived in in Florida, that was basically... I will eat seafood in Florida. Yeah, that's all I ate. I mean, there was... You know, there was plenty of times where we had, you know, seafood, you know, for lunch and dinner there. Uh, and, and it, I mean, it was fairly fresh. And I of mean, course, we'd go to the, uh, we'd go to a market, you know, like a fish market. And, right. I, and I would get things like uh, shark steaks yeah. and, and stuff like that. You know, that shark steaks are different. Outside of, uh, <laughs> you know, outside of like fried shrimp here. Right. You know, so I don't. Frozen I don't eat something. Fi- I don't eat fish here. It's uh, always frozen, unless it's catfish. Yeah, because you can get it here. Because <laughs> you can get here, you know where it's coming from. Like Billy Ray's, yeah, best fried catfish in town. Yeah, they probably still get it frozen though. <laughs> uh, they 
they get from a local farm. Okay. Well, there's so, that. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Enough of the food cast. Yeah. Right. And we'll probably talk a little bit about the division since we've all played it. Fucking. I've dove into it. it the, you know, the reason I did is he I was hit a wall with Sekiro. And I had to, I had to spend a lot of money on essentials. Uh, we had the craziest rainstorm we've had in a while the other night. So last Saturday. Yeah, I remember. It was raining cats and dogs. And my girlfriend's over and she's like, hey, my boss just called. We, we got to go to his house and turn on, uh, we got to record the news because he's a roofer. So he's got to figure out where all the hail went and he's out of town. So we had to go driving and I was like, I made the dumbass mistake of driving my car. And then I realized how fucking bald my tires were. I was, hyd- I was white knuckling the whole way and I felt so bad while I was driving. I was like, shit. And when it's all said and done, she's like, take the highway. I could tell she's a little bit mad. And I was like, and she's talking to me about it. And it's all said yeah. and done. We got to talking about it. And she's like, you know, I know you're saving money for things and stuff, but you need tires on your car like now. now. When was she the last time t- you got tires for your vehicle? Two years ago. Holy balls. So I went to Walmart and did the Walmart special and got tires, and then my AC was broke, so I went to, I'm going to give him a shout-out, Travis from VAP Auto Shop. There you go. Um, Said I just needed oil in my compressor and then put some dye in there to see if I have any leaks later and said, bring it back in a month if there's anything wrong with it. And charged me, you know, a very fair price and moved on with my way. Why didn't you get the tires from him? Because Walmart special was $40 a tire. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, at least you can find them at $40 a tire. (laughs) I mean, that's what happens when you drive a little car. At least you can find them at Walmart. (laughs) You know, the cheapest, the cheapest I've ever found tires for my truck for, $90 per tire. Yeah. And that was, I got lucky and found them on special at Firestone one time. I yeah, generally we, spend a hundred and thirty or a hundred and twenty dollars per tire. Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend's SUV—that's what about what it was. We had to get yeah. tires for her, and there were, I was helping her shop, and it was over a hundred a tire for for damn sure. Oh, I'm sure mine. And it was brutal. She's close. like this. <laughs> this is brutal. Well, mine's extra brutal because my truck mm. has a odd rim size. Yeah. Okay. It's a 17, but it's a 1770. Normally, 17-inch rims aren't any wider than a 65. Right. So, you have to get special tires. So, I have to I have to get one of two very specific tire makers. Yep. And that happens to be Firestone, Bridgestone, or fucking Michelin. And it's always the expensive one. The king of tires. Like, they, they must break gold into the rim. Like, they're so fucking yeah. expensive. Yeah. I haven't even so. priced tires for mine. But then again, I don't drive it so much. Yeah. In fact, that's... that's Do you need an oil change, like, every nine months? Well, uh, kind of. I've, I've had my vehicle for uh, almost... Uh, it's about nine months now, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah that was loud. Um, and I've had my... Uh, oil changed once and the guy you know 
I took it to the dealership because you have to do that you know, with new cars. You take it to the dealership. Because uh, of the, the like warranty. engines for life warranty and stuff. Right. So, of course, it's the most expensive fucking oil change you can get. It's right? like a $70 oil it's change. A, yeah, exactly what it is. It's like 70 75 bucks for a fucking Jeez. oil change. Um, Love the twenty dollars special, but we have to do it for the car. It's, but it's uh, you know, I went in and he's like, "You probably really don't need it, but I mean, it's been six months, so we'll do it, uh, and we'll do a tire rotation at the same time and stuff like that." So I'm like, "Okay, great." And he gives me the bill, and I'm like, "God, I hope I don't have to do this more than twice a year." Um, you know, <laughs> uh, but speaking of which, it's probably time to rotate my tires. But my 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 vehicle had the fucking broken windshield, right? And I, and I I finally got the fucking windshield changed. I took it to the dealership and you know and said, "Hey, this is a manufacturer defect. Fix it." And I guess the Honda rep took it. And that was the last time I was here. I was in a rental yeah. car, right? Uh, so they took it and they approved it and they got the you know the thing changed. And I ended up having to take the rental car for an extra day. I don't know if you've ever had a rental car but if you have if you do an extra day it's like an extra hundred bucks or whatever right yeah so i got the windshield changed all the labor for the windshield the glass all that stuff was uh, all covered and then five days worth of a rental car you know you know all covered under the same fucking thing so i saved probably you know well over a thousand dollars yep you know in in that so I can no longer complain about my oil changes for at least the next nine oil changes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they owed you that. So yeah. it's, but I mean, still it's the amount I saved over. If they said, fuck you, you're, you're, you're going to have to pay for the glass yourself. Yeah. You know, it's true. But I mean, the weirdest thing happened with your windshield. Yeah. It, it's like it cracked, you know, spontaneously. It was obviously a fucking. Not only that, but it cracked between both shatterproof layers. Yeah. Was, there was no chip, nothing. So that's why they ended up, you know, replacing it. Yeah. Didn't have a problem with it. And then, uh, then of course, I got a phone call this this morning. And they're like, because whenever I take my, my shit into the dealership for service, I didn't know this. Uh, when they. You know, when you get it serviced by the dealership, they take an odometer reading and then they share that odometer reading with your insurance company. I did not know this. Oh, yeah. I have low mileage insurance on my, you know, on my vehicle because I don't really drive all that often. You know, yeah. I drive it for work and I genuinely stay home. Gen, you know, Except generally, for Friday night. Right. This is seriously right now. Turn your fucking speakers off. Uh, well, it's just Microsoft. Um, so then, you know, of course, I took that uh, trip up to Michigan with my car. Yeah. Which was an anomaly. It's not something that I do, but that's like, you know, 2,500 miles that I added to the fucking car over a fucking you know, two week you know, right. time frame. Uh, and I got a phone call from my insurance company saying, well, you have the low mileage insurance policy on your car, but we, we noticed that you were about. Oh, two thousand seven hundred miles over the you know over what you'd estimated what your driving you know amount was uh, since your last odometer reading. And I'm like, wait, when did you get my fucking odometer reading? I didn't give it to you. Uh, <laughs> well, it was when you got your you know shit in, uh, serviced. Oh, does this mean my fucking rates are going to go up? She's like, did you have any you know? one-off trips that you ended up with your car and i'm like yeah i had a fucking three thousand mile trip 
just rounded up. Uh, and I said, yeah, I had a 3,000 mile trip that happened once. Last, turn your shit off, fucker. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, and, uh, up my shit. Uh, and I told her that, and she's like, oh, well, that explains it. Well, just give me the, you know, the new odometer rating and your rates won't go up. I'm like, all right, sweet fucking thank thank fucking jesus it's nowhere near you know because of the low mileage that's how i'm able to afford my fucking you know full coverage insurance on that shit so i need to keep it low speaking of mileage (laughs) i'm at 51 hours where are you at 51 oh man um so uh i'm over three days so that would be uh, that would put me at about 70 80 hours and justin's at just over a day 30 hours monday Monday. four days so one of those hours today and and so that means you know in the division I, i have put more time in than both of you uh and uh probably well both of you combined almost well, um, the fact that I'm within 20 hours of you and I have children says something. Well, you also have, have a, the support of your wife saying, hey, let's play this game. Tis true. I have <laughs> been working overtime. Yeah. In the game, not in real life. Yeah. Trying to get, you know, trying to get catch. You know, no, honestly, it's just a, like I said, I hit a brick wall with Sekiro and right. I was like, this is not. Not exactly what I want to do right now. Like, this will be another game when I want to do that, like, daily challenge type play style that I've done with Dark Souls, but I'm not in that mindset right now. Mm-hmm. And only really been able to do it because girlfriend's been super busy and I've just been bored at home, but I wanted something peaceful. And I know it's a it's supposed to be a co-op-ish game. Peaceful. I didn't play a co-op. And I've been playing strictly solo except with... Uh, deer right the last last night before that i mean i they invited me to the clan it's the same clan that jason and his wife and deer yep. are in Nogason. and i it is an acronym can you figure it out you bastard what is it huh is it something we can say on the show uh yeah what does that stand for not another gay ass clan name <laughs> well okay then <laughs> okay uh this was the brainchild of someone else i just said it up <laughs> because i hit there first so but the yeah like i just it's one of those games where so i've been playing i guess it's been in hard mode for me playing everything on my own and i got in the deal with deer last night and then i was helping run so i passed deer who's had it since day one. Oh, yeah. And I know he's got kids and he's playing at night after yeah. he's getting off work. But um, I was playing with him and, and we did a couple of, you know, main missions together. And I was like, with two people, this is very manageable. Yeah, I was like, there's been a few missions that I have tried three or four times by myself because I didn't have the loadout that worked the best for that situation. But with two people, we are not really going down. No. It's it scales really well based off of how many people are actually in a mission. So we're the you, exact same level when we were playing. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- that's the thing. If even if you're level thirty and he's level fifteen, and you end up going to the you know the mission, 
he's going to get scaled up to you so that I, I beg to differ. So I do have some experience there. Now. Okay. So tell me what you, so, what your experience is. Cause I haven't really run into uh, it. When I played with deer and his buddy, uh-huh. I was at 24 ish. Okay. And they were at 15, 17. So it, it does normalize, and though, right? It does normalize to a point. So, like, their damage output was good. But Both of them were getting wrecked in the open, though. Well, that's the thing. That was like, one of the. That was actually a bug. So yeah. they didn't have the armor scaling proper, um, yeah. and they they're working on it. I mean, uh, now, massive. I haven't I haven't yeah. played with them since the last update yesterday. Right. But, like, at the end of last week, both of them got wrecked. Yeah, it was a like, problem with armor scaling and yeah. uh, in normalization for matchmaking of games. That damage that's output was good. They just had to hang back, and I had to flush people, because if they tried to flush someone, right, they were dead. Right. Uh, it's it, it, it's a new... Uh, that was a known issue, so there were, you know, there's been a, a number of smaller updates since the game released that kind of fix those little issues and they're yeah. trying to knock those out before they you know before they progress you before, know, into, before the majority of players are hitting right. in game I'm, I'm gonna say something for a guy that doesn't normally play this style of game per se right um i think that it has a very good sense of progression uh, yeah, it, it does. does more than I was expecting, and a very good sense of like understanding how things work. They, what I mean by that is just like the gear set thing was pretty easy to grasp, right? Like I need two pieces of this to get this damage bonus or this armor bonus or whatever. Um, the synergy between things works really well, and like I have run several different builds and adapted to them pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just didn't expect it to feel as satisfying as it does and that's coming from a guy that doesn't really play shooters now i like third person type games because i like that extra situational awareness Mm -hmm. but it's surprisingly easy to get into it's it's very easy to get into they Um, learn everything from the first game and they have not skipped a beat on this one yeah uh so having played Level one through world tier four, completely solo. I did all of the missions and all of the strongholds solo. Didn't, oh, I feel sorry for you. Did not group with anybody. Had no problems. I maybe maybe uh, you know died a few times in a couple missions because the AI is so fucking good in this game. Uh, you you know where I've really died <laughs> died. To something more than like just a mental mistake, not being aware of something, is uh, the strongholds. Mm-hmm. So Crystal and I have run two of them so far because mm-hmm. she hasn't quite max leveled yet, and uh, mostly because her kill XP is low. But yeah. um, I'll be honest; it's kind of hard for her to get kill XP because. You're killing everything? I'm in the top 15% of kills overall. Yeah, well, I mean, 
I'm probably up there too. I'm in the top ten percent of skill kills yeah. for Xbox. So okay, well, skill kills is a little bit different because I don't yeah. ever use skills to kill anything. So, but um, <laughs> anyway, so she's writing mostly mission XP. But um, beside the point, we run the strongholds. Mm-hmm. Like we've generally gotten overrun a couple of times. Like genuinely, just fucked so let's talk about the ai because the division yeah. you know the the first division had pretty fucking bug ass basic fucking ai yeah it did yeah. you know it it was dudes are going to run at you they're not really going to you know hit cover very often and they're they're difficult or was, if they're not running after you they're just literally sitting in a in spot a, a spot right Waiting for you to put, you know, punch them with a thousand fucking bullets because that's what it took to kill them. Yeah. Um, you know the 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 different factions in Division Two all work a little bit differently, but they use cover in different ways. Like the mm-hmm. uh, the fucking grenaders, uh, almost all the fucking grenaders throughout all of them will find a, f- a piece of cover and then they'll toss a fucking grenade and then mostly move to a different piece of cover. So- I have to say the one thing I've enjoyed immensely is the mm. fact that you can shoot those fucking grenades out of the sky. Yes. If you're good, you can actually shoot the fucking grenades and that, you know, if they're not fucking like the, you know, the uh, fucking 40, you know, 40 millimeter fucking like, you know, shot, you know, grenades. Yeah. If they're tossed grenades, you can you can shoot them out of the sky. I fucking did that with Molotovs all the time. Yeah. Um, um, so that's satisfying. The other satisfying thing is if you can catch a fucking grenader as they're getting ready yeah. to throw a, throw something, they'll fucking stumble it, and the fucking grenade will fall. Is feet. that something that happened in one? No. 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 <laughs> I like to being able to see that they're about to toss, and then I use an LMG quite a bit. So it's like... Hail of bullets immediately to that location. Right. Drop grenade and then two guys die. Right. Or on it's fire right. running. But if they get off, just track that LMG up to the red to the blinking red box and boom. Yep. If you can um, shoot it out of the sky, it's a skill shot and you don't get any extra XP, but it is tracked in the game how many grenades you shot off the sky. Yeah. Um the uh but I have to say the so one thing I've been able to do in this game. That I couldn't ever quite get to work right in the first one. Mm-hmm. I'm no scoping fools. Oh, uh, well, there's... Now, it it takes so long for the scope on the actual marksman rifles to pull up mm-hmm. that I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to try it. And I just started no scoping. See, I just took the scopes off and then just been shooting it that way when oh, i use a you just iron sighting you yeah know, the marksman rifles yeah because it's better situational awareness wow okay well th- but i don't typically run it with a marksman rifle most of the time i run with the middle of the ground basically like an m1 or something like that mm-hmm. or um what was the gun that i got right before we i logged off oh the g36 g36 assault rifle yeah, yeah just yeah. like an assault rifle with good stability that just lets you focus fire a million bullets yeah no it's the uh the different you know different weapon types in the game every one of them feels like they're you know they they feel different the, even the ones that are only slightly different like the yeah. 
you know, like the G thirty six versus like the MK seventeen or, or mm-hmm. MK sixteen, uh, like the policeman rifles. Uh, yeah. those will feel different. They have a different rate of fire. Well, Each one of shoot. them has a, a different, you know, recoil. You can even get different versions of the same gun. Yeah, yeah. You can get the military or the police feels version. Slightly different. Yeah. So right now, you know, having gone through a lot of, you know, all uh, objectively all of the fucking content that's yep. currently in the game right now. That's where I'm at right now. Uh. I have played with every single piece of, you know, equipment so far. Uh, and with the first division, SMGs were the were the king when I was playing because SMGs just had stupid damage output. Stupid you know, damage output. And if you got a vector, right, it, was, it had stupid damage output and stupid stability. Right. And stupid rate of fire. And that was a lot of different, you know, a lot of what I played with the original division was just went SMG and I was using it to snipe. Uh, that's how broken they were. Um, with, uh, with division two, I am 110% fucking rifleman. I am using an assault rifle for my oh shit moments. But my main killing weapon is just a normal fucking battle rifle. Fucking, you know, just single shot fucking rifle. See, mine is a a battle rifle or marksman rifle. If if the marksman rifle has a decent ray of fire. And, God, I love my M60s. Oh yeah, my M60s oh, are fucking great. I told you them, about the M60s. Them fucking LMGs, man. When I was when I was leveling up, I used the LMGs almost primarily because the amount of bullets you had in the mag was, or on the belt in this case, mm-hmm. uh, was uh, you know was enough to be able to offset the you know relatively low damage that you were running into if you were going into new content. Uh, so you could put in a hundred rounds into something and you know that it's going to die uh, without having to reload three times. Well, the thing I've loved about the M60s in particular, because they're the, they're the LMGs with the largest mag, mm-hmm. is that it's not just one enemy. Yeah, you can get like three or four of them in one belt. If, they're, if you catch them in a line when they're first running into an area... You can get six or seven of them fuckers in a magazine. Yeah, it's I've just I just liked it for the I've been using it instead of using a shotgun. So it's kind of like, oh, there's a bunch of enemies now pulling out the M60, but there's an elite that I'm using my assault rifle. Oh, no, you should my assault. But my assault rifle, I'll tell you, the one that I have has been doing better damage to my LMG just because I can land headshots faster. The. If you get the uh, if you get the M60 and you get stabilized right though, those elites, you start shooting and you point that fucker at their head, they'll fall over, and <laughs> they'll fall over. It's going to burn through that helmet, and you can usually take them down in a clip and a half. So yeah, yeah or belt elites. and a half. Elites, belt and Elite. a half. Elites well, are. I, I like nice. the skills, like I was showing Jason. Like, and me and David were playing last, or Deer were playing last night, and he spec a lot more survivability than I am. I'm kind of a glass cannon at my level, mm-hmm. 
but I've got like 62% damage to elites is my main thing that I've okay. been specking towards because that's made me... My my theory is if they die faster, I live longer. Uh, well, And then with elites, elites, it's very, very profitable so far absolute key for uh for end game in you know getting into the top or you know the like world tier four is uh damage to elites is probably the best stat that you can get you know in the game for uh for damage to elites that and weapon damage because weapon damage is uh weapon damage and damage to elites are multiplicative so they will work off of each other way more than say you know crit damage well, let's. Say, I'll give you an example. So the purple enemies or whatever they are that have armor. Yep. I take them down slower than I take down elites. That's that's the you know the general rule for you know top end. Yeah. The yellow bars they do more damage to you. The purple bars they live longer because because of the damage to elite stat. I currently melt both at the same rate. Well. Just to give you an idea of what it lo- what it looks like at endgame, you know, I you unless know, I can hit the purple fuckers with my marksman rifle, mm. that's still only two shots. Well, that's cute. Two um, headshots done. <laughs> so, what it looks like it. at at endgame with uh, with a, a a decent set. It's nowhere near maximum, but a decent set. I'm running the AR and the uh, the rifle. Uh, and uh, I have about forty percent crit between the two. You know, you know, with either one. Yeah. Um, which the AR is not really meant for crit, uh, whereas yeah. the rifle is. Uh, and because I went through and did the sharpshooter tree, uh, you get you know extra stability, you get extra reload speed, and you get uh you know extra headshot damage. Those are the three main stats. Plus, if you're using the rifle, you get 15% more damage to the rifle. Well, I use the rifle to kill just about anything at any, you know, at, you know, medium to long range. And when they get close, I have a chest piece with the Berserker talent on it. And that means that the lower my armor is, the more damage output I have. So if they get close and I'm using the AR, they, you know, they'll hit me, they'll knock down my armor, but my, you know, my per bullet damage is something like 26, you know, 26K. But when they knock down my armor to about half, it goes up to 56K. (laughs) So they hit me, I hit them harder, they fall over, then I went then I go over to the battle rifle. Uh, That's, that's how I ended up going, you know, uh, in and playing through with you know, and I've got like a hundred and twelve percent, you know, damage to elites. So with the battle rifle and all the extra headshot damage plus the crit on you know on the battle rifle, I can two shot with a battle rifle, not a marksman rifle. On elites, so I can take them down fairly quickly if they're not challenge you know, level challenge level yeah. they get a little more tanky, but. Well, challenge level, their armor is just freaking. But I, I'm able to actually do a lot of damage. Now I've got that's that was that's my glass cannon build, right? Yeah, that's that's what I used to try to build other things. My new build is actually a tank build that's centered around 
damage. Instead of using the red stats on armor uh, to boost my damage, like with critical hit and you know and whatnot, uh, I'm using the uh, the weapon talent uh, Unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. So Unstoppable gives you uh, it's like two percent damage. You know, when you kill something, it's two percent damage per ten thousand armor that you have. Yeah. So uh, I have like. 220,000 you know armor at this point uh so that comes out to what 44 percent yeah uh you know so if i kill something and i kill a normal red you know red bar you know enemy i get 44 percent damage for like seven seconds on any weapon i'm using for the entirety of that, you know, that thing. And then after that seven seconds is up, all I have to do is pop another fool and I get another 40, you know, 44%. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect how low I am on my armor so I can stay survivable. Right. So um, just kind of speaking overall, because me, you, and Jason, you're all kind of have different experiences over the mm-hmm. coming weeks. Overall, like out of everything you've played this year, this has kind of been all of our jam already. It, it is. Uh, yeah. The, uh, I'm very impressed so far. Just that you're talking to AI earlier. Like I'm just thinking to myself, it's challenged me to st- constantly stay mobile, mm-hmm. and it does a really good job of being in cover is better, but traveling between cover is very easy, mm-hmm. and it's not cumbersome. The only time is it's a little too sticky at times when there's a grenade coming. Yeah. So the controls for uh, for getting in and out of cover. Uh, are kind they, of, like, getting out of cover is the worst part. It's kind of weird because, like, when you want to roll, Dude. but you're close to a piece of Get cover, me. you'll end up sticking to the cover instead of rolling, which kind of can. I never you up. have that issue. All here's the secret: always dodge roll backward. Yeah, you can. It's always dodge roll backward unless there's something right behind you, like yeah. another fucking wall behind you. Yeah, it's a little too sticky. However, that minor issue aside, traveling cover to cover is optimal, and they make it pretty intuitive mm-hmm. as to what you're going to do. It's not like I've got to hit jump to get over this wall to get to the next piece of cover. It's just like, oh, line out, you know, line out that spot you want to go to and hit the button and, and hold it down, and he will do all the necessary things to get in between right. there. Yep. And it lines out the path, and you're like, I know I'm going to jump over those two things, and then I'm going to slide over there. And while you're doing that, you dodge a lot of bullets because it keeps low. it keeps you low. You also go faster than you do at a regular jog, which yep. is great. So it it just pieces a lot of things. I needed a better P filter for that, but it just pieces. God damn it! <laughs> it just pieces things together a lot better than I'm used to, and I think it does it better than the last game. Just like you guys were talking about, enemies would turtle up and never go place to place. Yeah, and you would never even flush them out. You get to the side of them, and still they would just stick in cover. Right. And you're like, "What are you doing?" There's, but this does a really good job of it knows when to flank. Oh, you haven't even. Got and it's to the fucking... nasty about it. Like yeah. I've had harder times sometimes taking over a control point than I have with actual missions mm-hmm. because the actual world kind of yeah. comes alive and so, just like the weather effects. The main issue with the control points that you run into with the AI is that. If you get unfortunate enough that when you start hitting a control point, that there's enough just 
randomly generated groups in the world that are close <laughs> enough to that control point to hear the gunfire. Oh, yeah. No matter what faction they're with. They'll just come right at you. They cut. They just come rushing right at so you. So my, I mean, me and me and Deer fought a control point. We're like, we're gonna do this real quick before we go to bed last night, right? Mm-hmm. We spent like twenty minutes in a very tense battle. Yep. And there was no point in either of the two missions we we're in where it was that intense a gunfight. Right. No, and it was coming from all sides, so it was just like, well, I don't even know where to go for cover at this point. Like, we're just doing everything we can back to back brother in arms this thing mm, that's um, some of my uh my favorite firefights that i've you know i've been in in that game have been taking over a control point solo now because once you uh once you get into the world tier four area you can actually increase the difficulty of the control points so those random missions, you know, random little events that, you know, like the public executions and the ter- you know, enemy territory, you know, little events that you can do, uh, you know, once you get to World Tier 4, those events are tied to a control point, And if you complete those events, it makes the control point harder. So you can level up the control point from 1 to 2 to 3 to 4, and you get better rewards for, you know, taking over the control point. So... The whole game changes with each world tier, right? Kinda. It's uh, the the world tier four is where you know the quote unquote end game starts, because uh, that's where the additional. You just keep clearing the map, so like you hit world tier one, right? Is mm-hmm. that where me and Jason are? Is world tier one or uh, where world tier to, zero? You once you hit level thirty and you complete all of the strongholds, and you know that's uh, you know, that opens up, which ends up being the Capitol building is the last stronghold. Yeah, uh, where the true sons are set up. Um, once you complete that, it automatically moves you to world tier one, and it's very obvious when it does it because it'll tell you, you know, advancing to world tier one, and it, you know, it'll shoot you back to the White House. And, does it reset all the content or what? Uh, once you get to world tier one, you'll see. Um, there's a, a new faction that happen, you know, happens at that point. Okay. Uh, you know, and the faction's already been revealed plenty of times. It's called the Black, Black Tusk. Tusk. I know that they've been doing a lot with, I think, I keep, and I'm not going to bring politics into this, but I keep hearing, like, it's a political game, it's a political game. I don't care about any of that shit. I just thought it was funny that one of, and this is a very minor spoiler, but there's a president in it, and I was talking to Deer, and I was like, oh, it's President Clint Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> like, the very politically neutral the American president. Uh, yeah, they. I thought it was just. It was ironic. It was just like let's just let's just shy away from all actual politics, and let's make a president I, that's as it, neutral as possible. It was just funny as fuck to me when he says, "I'm not here to be popular. I'm here to get shit done." <laughs> like, okay, you came from Texas, uh, <laughs> as, as many have, but uh, just it's. I thought it was kind of funny, but I think overall the experience of this game has just been pretty good. It has a lot of content. It keeps you going. The side content doesn't feel boring. It feels challenging. It feels challenging enough that it's challenging me in single player a decent amount. Mm -hmm. And I've often gotten sidetracked with doing those things, those side things, because there's good rewards. Yep. And... I'll tell you from my experience with leveling, because I was leveling rather fast, um, 
and then I was reading up on some of this. It said do the side missions in your twenties because that's where you have the hardest time leveling. Right. Go through all the main missions and then start doing side missions. So mm-hmm. I stopped doing side missions at about level ten because I'd cleared out like two whole areas of side missions after mm-hmm. I was looking at that. I was like, oh okay, because um, those are a percentage of your level that it levels you. Right, thirty three percent. So I'm gonna finish the main missions now and then I'm gonna start on the side content and then in between I'll just run control points and all that other shit. It's, it's super easy. Like for, for And instance, I've been doing all the projects because I thought it was gonna be super tedious at first. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, I have I have knee pads galore that I need to get rid of, right? Like right. all this other extra shit. So I just started marking it as trash. The inventory sorting's very good. It's all so, right. It's there's there's some improvements that could be done to it. But I'm just saying, like, it's easy enough to mark stuff as junk, and then I know what stuff I'm going to toss when I do the turn-ins, and then I know what stuff I'm kind of holding on to, and then the ever-expanding inventory is kind of nice. And I haven't really been selling that much, because I'm looking to save stuff for components later, basically. And you will get to a point where it you, you, you end up selling a lot of stuff. Um, um There's a point where... Uh, once you get into the extra world tiers and you start getting a bunch of, you know, a bunch of gear, this game will throw gear at you like crazy. Uh, you know, I have at, you know, max level, you, you end up with a, uh, a hundred and a, you know, a hundred item inventory. Uh, and you have 150, you know, max capacity in your stash. Yeah. Uh, both my stash and my inventory are currently maxed out. Uh, and I really only do that when I'm trying to build a new build because you need as many examples of gear as you can possibly get uh, to, you know, to kind of find the right piece for the build. Uh, and once you get into the customization, you know, and do the re- doing recalib- uh, recalibration of your weapons and armor, um, it uses all of, you know, you can take one piece and then take a stat from another piece of when gear. When do you unlock that ability? Um, you will end up getting somebody, you know, you know, for the roster from one of the uh, from one of the settlements that can do recalibration. So pre level thirty. Yeah, it'll be really yeah. close to really close to level thirty. It's like it, right at the end. Yeah, it's one of the last things you unlock. But the thing is, you don't want to do any recalibration or crafting, really. And this is this is a pro tip from somebody that's I'm not a pro, but uh, the the best tip I can give you is you unlock the crafting station, you unlock the recalibration station, don't use them Uh, unless you absolutely need to. Like if you have not gotten the type of weapon that you need to progress, uh, you know, then don't you just then you can craft just that one weapon. But. I would not recommend, you know, building a whole new set and, you know, and crafting a whole new set as you're advancing through the world tiers because there's really no reason to. You're going to get enough loot to be able to, you know, to throw things together. And that's all you really need to do is just throw things together as you're leveling. Um, Once you get to world tier four, that's when you start, you know, looking at, you know, uh, recalibration and, you know, and crafting. And if you do any type of crafting... Craft just the weapon mods because the weapon mods can be used on any, you know, any of the weapons and they are, you know, they don't have a level. So they don't, they scale with whatever you're using. Um, But my biggest, my biggest tip for both of you is your crafting materials 
Like your titanium, for instance, is absolutely key. Do not waste your titanium. You're going to need oh, a fuckload yeah. of it. I'm just using it for the mods to make, since you can keep using those same mods over and over again. Right, but don't, you know, like, you end up You only unlocking. need to make a mod once. But, I know that. I mean, I'm just saying, but that's what I'm using titanium for, is right. the mods that you craft once and use forever. For instance, you know, your maximum amount of titanium that you can carry is 100, I think. That's, you know, if I remember correctly. Um, they usually only have about 15 at a time. Okay. You want to start saving it up right now. And the reason for that is, is once you get into the world, uh, in the next world tiers, you have to upgrade your crafting bench, which uses those materials. Uh, so I think it's like world tier two to three or yeah. something like that. Uh, it asks you to, uh, to cough up 75 titanium to, uh, to be able to upgrade it to the next tier. Yeah, I'm maxed on that all the time. So once, you know, when World Tier 5 is going to come out here in about a week or less, I think it's happening next week, sometime near the middle of the week. Um, and there's going to be one more crafting level for the crafting bench. Uh, so I am stocking up on all of my crafting materials and I am maxed out on everything right now for my crafting materials. I'm only using to, you know the crafting materials to recalibrate things for right, uh, you know for you know the set that I'm building. But you know I once I recalibrate something, I go out and do a couple missions, and I you know I fill up real quick. But I won't be there nearly as early as you will be. But. I mean, I'm looking forward to, you know, to World Tier 5 because that's going to uh, increase the total gear score item level to 500. Uh, it's going to make all of my fucking gear and recalibrations that I've currently made obsolete, but what I'm making right now is proof of concept builds. If I can make a, you know, a talent build that works well at this level, then I can find gear at the new cap that has the same talents and the same stats or similar stats. And it's just going to be that much better. I mean, I could consider the, the difference in armor value. What's your, right. do you remember your armor value? Not off the top it's like of my head. It's 20 like, or 30 or 40,000 around um, that, that time. Somewhere around, uh, uh, 45 to 50. Okay. But you're only like two world tiers back, and I'm at 220. Yeah. You know, so I'm looking at just the one stat. The you know the uh, what was it? the the fucking rhino? The no, I just slipped my brain. The unstoppable uh, yeah. you know perk uh, that scales off of 10,000 per you know you know percentage weapon per 10,000 armor. That's only going to get better as the world tiers progress. To the point where I could have like 300,000 armor and that would be doing 60% damage, you know, that's insane. That's going to scale really well as the world tiers progress. So I'm building something around that because it's only going to get better. Whereas the weapon, you know, the, um, the berserk is based off of your total percentage. Like, if 5% of your armor goes down, you mm -hmm. get 5% damage. That's not going to scale with the total amount of armor that I get. So I'm looking at things that I can future-proof for, you know, for future builds. 
uh, as proofs, uh, proofs of concept. So with that, do you th- we've got a fairly news-heavy piece after this, uh, at least a few stories. Do you want to take a quick break? Yeah, let's go ahead and take a break, uh, and we'll be right back. All right. Hey, so right before the very beginning of the show, Jeez. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, there was an announcement from Valve. So, what did Gabe say? Well, and I'm quoting PC Gamer because I think they were first on this. Yeah. But um, they put out an ad that said, "Upgrade your experience May 2019." May. And it's a picture of a VR headset. Oh no! For Steam specifically, really called it's. Index, I believe, Valve Index. Uh, so that's a name, I guess. Um, but they've been talking about them making three VR games here coming whenever, right? So I think with a lot of the pressure they've been getting, um, from basically Epic Game Store, right? Like they're trying to probably think about ways to mitigate some of the loss. Uh-huh. And I know that Bethesda just said that they're not going to sign up for the Epic Store either. So Bethesda's. You know, I mean, they've had their, their backing steam. Right. Yeah. And so I just think it's part of, honestly, the market providing pressure for them to do something different finally. I think they've gotten a little bit comfortable with just being a market to sell games. And they've been really the forefront for PC VR. And I think that's pretty cool because, again, I use a WMR headset, right? Mm. And they're the only people that really support that. So... I'm interested. That's all that there is on this. It just says Valve Index. Okay. So May 2019, so a month away, we will does, know more about this. There, and the the website doesn't tell specs or anything like that for this VR headset? There's zero. Huh. So It's just a teaser. So it's interesting to hear this because, you know, you know, Steam's been kind of, you know, partnered with the Vive headset, and they've got a lot of integration with the Vive headset itself, um, you know, working with Steam and the Vive's not a bad fucking, you know, rig. It's really not. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, that's been its own thing where it uses the Steam VR head, you know, store and everything like that, whereas Oculus has its own store. That's literally all you got, see? That that's is, off the Steam webpage. That is so little, it's not even funny. Um. It looks like it's the bottom of a headset. Yeah. See, that's the nose piece right there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that they've got enough behind. Uh, they've got enough behind as far as like the software, you know, yeah. running, you know, running VR games and stuff like that. But I've never been blown away by anything that is a Steam hardware piece, like. You know, the only thing that, you know, that came out that was halfway decent was the Steam Link, and I didn't have a use for it. So, right. you know, the controller was lackluster, um, you know, and, you know, pretty much anything else. It's just been the controller and Steam Link, really. Um, but, 
Yeah, the controller has been lackluster. If they if they do a VR headset, I'm questioning their expertise as to building a quality headset. Uh, I'd much more, you know, I'd I'd back a new Oculus or a new Rift before I back a you know relatively unknown, you know, you know VR system. Specifically, now you know if they teased it, but they didn't give any specs. This would be the fucking time to get people in the specs, especially considering they're looking at releasing it here in a couple months. Not even a couple. I mean, you know, a it's, month and a half. Yeah, where it is the what twenty ninth. Yeah, you yeah. know. So you so like bit. it's just one. Of, it's one of those things though. Like, I'm a big. I will say I'm a a Gaben fanboy, and I I am anticipating to see what they do with it and what their price point is and how they're doing their tracking and all those other things, right? Oh. And I think something that natively supports the platform doesn't matter. I mean, I have not had any problems whatsoever with my Oculus running, you know, Steam, Steam games. Steam games, right, right. Which you've had some sensor issues and well, buying additional hardware to get it work and a lot of th- other things so that's for me i looked at that as the price for actually getting into vr on the first gen or the you know or the early generations of vr i know that vr is you know is getting away from having the base stations or at least having a uh, a better tracking system whereas oculus is not the most optimal tracking system in the world right um they're trying a lot of new things with the inside out version of tracking, like the windows mixed reality headsets and the, you know, the newer, more portable Oculus systems. Um, it's just where I'm at. Yes. I had to buy two extra fucking base stations for mine, but somebody decided to take uh, all the color, all the color out. So you could see the image better. Uh, it looks like the bottom of a headset, just like you said. Yeah. Uh, it, let me see it again. That looks like the bottom of an Oculus headset. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, this is a site. This is, a, it, this is a, uh, what site is this? This is the verge. <laughs> but yeah. Whatever looks, the case may be, like they're speculating, it might be inside out tracking. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. It looks like the bottom side of an Oculus headset. Uh, it just has an extra button on it. So whatever the case may be, I think with us being VR enthusiasts, we'll keep an eye on it and tell you guys what we think. I don't know that I'll be in a position to pick one up right away, but no, maybe I, when I upgrade from my WMR after I've seen this thing in action and seen reviews. Well, having already kind of sunk into the Oculus as far as I have, it's going to, you know, my next VR upgrade is going to require a lot more games and usages for VR for me to actually upgrade my hardware. I'm kind of in the same boat, and I'm satisfied with the experience I currently have. Yeah. So with that, um, there's some other bits of news. Jason, do you got something? There are. So um, last week, while we weren't recording, oh. Um, oh. Google made an announcement. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard about this one. So uh, they they revealed at GDC in San Francisco that they will be launching Google Stadia. Oh, boy. A gaming streaming service. That that name, though. Uh, Stadia. Um, this will reportedly... Uh, reportedly, these machines are going to be running at 
10.7 teraflops of processing power. There's not a whole lot of processing and power to, to provide 4K and 60 frames per second. Yeah, and that's just for driving the video to your television. Yeah. Uh, but Stadia is really supposed to be, you know, it's supposed it, to be handling everything on the back uh, end. Yeah, it's it just, is. Yeah, it's where the back end magic that, is. That's where all the processing power is coming from because it's servers processing the game. It's not. It's it's also supposed to be like multi platform, wherever you can get an internet connection, really, right? But you know, uh, obviously, absolutely, you you just want to be able to um, have a stable, high speed internet connection so that you can, you know, you can reduce the yep. amount of latency, and that is that's the thing. You know, the the reports and people who've gotten their hands on just like the initial services of it, uh, they're saying that there isn't a whole lot of latency that you can tell in games that are not Twitch style games like uh, Counter-Strike. Yeah. You can definitely notice latency, but uh, if you're playing like Assassin's Creed or if you're playing any other action game that... Yeah. I mean, the Division's not... kind of an anomaly for me. For right. me, most things are going to be a single-player experience. Now, I could say in Sekiro, I'm currently running to a problem where I think that my buttons have too much latency to parry properly. Right. And it could actually be my skill, which that's definitely part yeah. of the problem. But yeah. How many times... Or how long has it been since you played Dark Souls, though? But I mean, it's not Dark... That's the thing about that game. It's not Dark Souls. But it's still kind of... You know, it's, I mean, no, faster. no. It's, it's This is the fastest game. That, this is, that game is on a level of hard in the way that old school Shinobi or um, what's the other... Uh, uh, Ninja game, Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden, Ninja yeah. Gaiden. Yeah, yeah. Like Ninja it's Gaiden a, Two is a bitch. Wow. Yeah, what was the one that was on oh, Xbox yeah. original? N uh, Ninja Gaiden Black. Yeah, that yeah. game was a frustration fest when I played it a long time ago, and I, I never even completed that. game. I didn't complete it either. I got two thirds of the way through that, that game. game. Pissed me off. I rented that game for free because I worked at a place that could rent games, and. uh yeah, I took it back the next day. I said, I'm not going to break my controller over this. So speaking of Dark Souls, Dark you Souls. know what From Soul or From Souls <laughs> from Software is doing right now? Dark Souls. Uh, Miyazaki, um, president of From Software, is collaborating on a Game of Thrones game. Oh? Yeah. Okay. So uh, an open world game produced by Bando... Uh, Bandai Namco. Oh man! So, George, that's a really smart move. They understand fantasy settings and weapon mechanics. Mm, true, but Bandai Namco is not the, is who's done the whole Soul series. It's, it's the best thing I've ever done. It and it really is the only thing that they've really done well <laughs> in a in a recent experience. Yes, but but they haven't had a bad Souls game. What would that game really be? Would I don't it be know. just a Dark Souls, or would it be like a, a Game of Thrones skin to a Dark Souls game? I mean, really, honestly, do you, you know? Do you they have, have they have precision weapon mechanics down to a fine art, and, and I think that's and that's fine. But I'm looking at you know, you game just of really Thrones. have you just really haven't played enough Souls to understand. Like honestly, Dark Souls One is not impenetrable at all. It is hard for about an hour or two, and then it gets a little bit hard when you hit the bosses, and after a while, you just get used to the mechanics. Okay, well, I, I can never get used to the mechanics. So, um, it's just, 
I, I'm worried that there's not, it's not going to be approachable to me. You know, like a, a that's Game fine. of Thrones that's game. Fine. That's fine. But I can tell you that the from the millions of Souls players out there, if anybody was going to do a medieval game, they would be the very first studio that I would pick. Mm. By a, there's no other game out there that does medieval combat as good as the Soul series by a, a country mile. Mm. Mm. My second pick would probably be CD Projekt Red. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the combat's not even close to as. It doesn't type. matter for me. Uh, for me, it wasn't the CD Projekt Red it. didn't get it right until three, and then it's still kind of wonky. And that's fine with me because Game of Thrones is more about the story, not the combat. So if they're going to make a game that is fully on fucking combat where you're fucking, you know, you're, you're. Well, you don't want Capcom to do it, right? Like Cap know. Capcom doesn't do story, but I they do. I don't want a Devil May Cry version of fucking. <laughs> they do weird. Devil May Cry version of Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. But That'd like. That'd be awesome. I really Jamie Lannister can do backflips like one after another. It's crazy. He has an emo with haircut. With one hand, yeah, with one hand. And he's constantly wearing a vest, right? Uh, yeah. So, so I could see where they're going with it, and it it sounds like it would be an interesting thing. It's just, uh, I, I'm worried because anybody that, and it's and it's just me and people like me who who really can't get into the dark souls you know games uh seeing an ip like that going to those you know those people is kind of disheartening for me because i'm like yeah i would love to play a fucking you know game of thrones game a decent combat you know focused game of thrones game but if it's plays anything like dark souls or if it is at the same level of difficulty i'm gonna i'm gonna be frustrated with it and i don't want to be frustrated when i'm playing games you know that's one of the main reasons why i don't play the souls like games because yes they're difficult and they're difficult for a reason but i don't want that i just i want and I, I it's want okay rusty some people like vanilla and that's all right <sighs> you asshole you are a fucking grade a fucking choice fucking usda stamped asshole and <laughs> and and that's all right i still come back i wouldn't so, i wouldn't have gotten such like this is gonna be an unpopular opinion right but it's um, i originally wasn't gonna get division two because it felt like a basic ass bitch game and i decided that i was gonna try that basic ass bitch game and it turns out that i like lady gaga so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> She had some <laughs> hidden talent somewhere that I didn't realize. It's but not a meat dress. Show me your poker face. Right. So, uh, moving on, I, I, I was going to say that, from the other side of the table. speaking of VR, me and you can try this. Yes. Um, no Man's Sky this summer is going to have a VR update. I'm looking forward to it, actually. Um, one of the things that, you know, that bothered me about... That game actually kind of begs for it. Yeah, one of the things that bothered me about that game is that you are really kind of on level most of the time when you're uh, when you're walking around. You're you know you're just eyes to the horizon situation, right? Um, having that game with as deep as their uh, their generation is now, now that they've made some significant updates to it, uh, that game could be really good in VR. 
I would love the experience of sitting on a, you know, you know, on a foreign planet looking at foreign animals and seeing the scale of things. You know, you kind of get some of that scale when you're playing the game, but I know for sure that VR is going to, you know, ramp that sense of scale up to its maximum. So that'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, also happened recently at GDC was the Game Developers Choice Award ceremony. Yeah. Right? So uh, basically developers voting on games. God of War came away with the best game of the year. Of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. It kind of follows with what most people's you know picks were for last year's game of the year it's just i uh, what they uh, what they accomplished with god of war was you know was actually really goddamn good i'm i'm thinking about going back and playing a little bit more of it um i'd love to play that game again yeah it's uh, i don't even know who has it you do oh, that's right. he still does he That's okay. It. I've got like four of your games on my, you know, uh, can, on the I, back burner. So I can give it back. It's no big deal. <laughs> um, I won't be going to it anytime soon. What I'll probably end but, up doing, and I'll lead into this, and we can talk about it, is Borderlands. Borderlands. Yeah. Borderlands. Actual, go ahead. Before we get to that, I did want to mention other games that did win awards. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, was uh, best technology winner was Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm, okay, I can see that. I can see it. Um, but best VR AR game and audience award winner was Beat Saber. Of course it does. Of course it is. Just as a side note, I am now ranking SS on things, uh, which is uh, on on expert you know you know games at uh, yeah on expert songs. Ranking SS is. Uh, the best you can get without being perfect on perfect on every single hit, like getting every single point that you could possibly make, which is objectively difficult and not impossible. Yep. Um, but shout out to another game the table loved, Into the Breach won best design. Interesting. So I just thought some of those were interesting. Best design for Into the Breach. So right. moving back to what I was talking about, okay. Borderlands is getting a free basic texture update for 1 and 2. For 4K. For 4K as well as new visual enhancements as well, jumping up with the technology. Okay. And obviously Borderlands 3 was announced. Yes. Which yes, is a easy tie-in with the show as if you've listened to us of many years, you'll know that that was kind of a game that drew us together when they first started on the show. Of course. Guns back, are back, what, like episode 120 or something. Gunzerker. Yeah. Money shot. Yeah. I mean, it was that was a game that we were all playing quite a bit of. Yes. Um, and we had a lot of fun with. And that's been a very long time. That was, that was released at the beginning of this show. Mm-hmm. So Borderlands 1 was what... I started this podcast when the first Witcher came out. Yeah. Um, so that's how long this show's been going. Yeah, it's, it's, wow. <laughs> Working on the third console generation since the show started. Right? It's been a while, man. But, um, Borderlands 3 has been announced. Um, I will probably check that out. Uh, 
Um, of course. I really have enjoyed the Borderlands series. The last one that came out let me down, but it's, I will give the next one a shot. It's the first it's the first looter shooter that actually caught my attention. I mean, I remember getting the first Borderlands thinking, okay, well, this is different. Uh, it I, was the first, first looter shooter that actually did it right and succeeded. Yes. There were looter shooters before, but there was almost always something that fundamentally felt off or broken about them. Mm. Borderlands was the first one that really got it right. Well, and Rusty said it best on our private forum that we talk a lot about this stuff. He said, hey, it looks like there's additional planets they're using mm. in this one. And that seems appealing to me, coming up with different settings for different parts of the game. Yes. Yeah. It, well, it's just like Rusty and I said. If you make, if they make a true sequel to Borderlands 2. Or it's just not all desert. Or... They need to get off of Pandora. Mm -hmm. Yep. And with uh, Borderlands 2, or was it pre-sequel? I can't remember. Uh, one of the two. Uh, where they open up the you know the map and it shows all the different planets in the system that have vaults that was on two, yeah, uh, and like that right there points to the next game being on different worlds, you know, and being able to hop between worlds, yeah, which is it is an absolutely needed thing. Pandora has got its own little you know little thing going for it, but it's always been kind of Mad Maxy. Whereas it's, you know, it's just off the wall desert situation, right? It's, it draws a lot from Mad Max. Um, the uh, going to different worlds and seeing different, you know, uh, different biomes and, you know, situations and, you know, and things like that. That's going to, you know, it's going to open things up. Uh, looking at the, the teaser and the trailer, uh, I, I noticed that there's two bad guys uh a bad guy and a bad chick uh yep you know and they look uh positively badass i'm not quite sure if it's going to have the same kind of appeal as handsome jack um whereas fucking butt stallion was like one of the things oh god that was pretty uh, funny right like butt stallion that that kind of uh, that that kind of humor in a in a bad guy where you kind of love to hate the bad guy. Uh, I wouldn't really love to hate. It was just love to love, even though he's bad. Yeah, he's he's just he's a prick. You know, he's a prick. You know, you and you're gonna. End but they up gave him a, a lot of entertaining him. lines. He, right. He was a prick with like our type of sense of humor. It was right. So there's nothing in the trailers so far that gives any you know you any type of hint as to what those people well, are going to be like let, um, let's outside of the fact that, that with it was strictly a developer trailer right it was just kind of showing off what they've done but the animation style the way they were walking they were fucking like you know they're walking like badasses uh and you know the way that they're they were drawn out i'm digging like the character models are pretty fucking spot yeah. on uh, the only problems I have with the, you know with the trailer so far is uh, the uh, the four playable vault hunters. Uh, there's not a lot there, you know, that you can see from the trailers to kind of differentiate them. I know there's one that's going to be like a robot kind of dude, uh, and I I kind of dig the character model behind that because it reminds me of uh, fucking. Uh, the Geth dude from fucking uh, Mass Effect. 
Uh, so yep. he, he, Legion. Yeah, he reminds me of Legion, only oh. like way bigger. <laughs> yeah, uh, Le- we'll see. Legion we- was an emotional moment for me too. Oh yeah, of course. So we will find out when that releases. As of April third, um, Randy Pritchford has said that he was going to give the release date on April third. Good. All right. You know, if that comes out this year, that's going to be you know that's that's going to shake things. That'll shake up a lot of things as far as like our game of the year and stuff like that, depending on how good it is, right? I mean, right now, I mean... Division's pretty fucking solid right now. It's pretty solid. I can tell you that it it kind of falls falls away a little bit at Endgame because you have to kind of make your own thing. But, um, you know, but Borderlands has always been good. Uh, and it's always yeah, you been just go over to the game top. plus and then you start again right it's been always over the top it's always been you know good as long as they can keep claptrap to a minimum yeah i'm fine like f- whatever reason the only reason why i have problems playing uh uh the borderlands games anymore is claptrap just drives me fucking insane yeah it so claptrap was funny and hilarious in one they way overused him in two. And the pre-sequel basically made him a playable character. And I just, uh, uh. Like, the only reason why pre-sequel was actually playable for me is because if Claptrap was a playable character, he couldn't be interacted with outside of playing him, and I would just play something other than him. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I can play the pre-sequel because I don't have to listen to Claptrap. You know, <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, that was that. That was my thing. Is I know he's in. You know he's a staple. Uh, he's one of the characters. I know he's going to be in. You know in Borderlands Three. I just hope he doesn't have nearly as many lines. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about, and I won't go way in depth, but I'm a real big fan of Chris Avalon. Oh yeah. Who's a former writer for several different RPGs that I like. Yes. Um, Dying Light 2 pulled him on their team to write the story for Dying Light 2. They originally, one of the things that they were saying they had trouble with was the fact that they didn't feel like they had a strong enough story in the first one that had good gameplay. And they decided to pull him in to help with concept. The thing about Chris Avalon is he's also very good at world building on top of that. Yeah. So the the style that he's going with with 2 is humans have gone back to the Dark Ages, essentially. So he's like, stylistically and thematically, we're looking for things that look like fortresses. We're looking for people with torches. We're looking for a melee focus on the combat. We're looking for, you know, like a Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones style level of story where a lot of people die, where there's a high level of infidelity, where there's a high level of people just going savage. And he's the creative force now behind Dying Light 2, which is insane in a good way. Um, so that's scheduled to be released sometime this year, and I had a lot of fun with one. Oh, yeah. So did um, I. didn't get through all the additional content. I have thought about going back through it, yeah. but um, that is something I'm super excited for. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't play any of the extra content. I played through uh, one, and I really liked it. I, uh, and considering I hate fucking zombie games, that's, you know, that's, that's a thing. But that... <laughs> That first game did have some really good pacing to it. 
it was really paced well. Yeah, well... The speed of the game was nice. The The game made parkour a central piece of the game, and that... But didn't over-exaggerate it as much as, say, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely understandable. They, and the reason why they, you know, it made it believable because the people that went out from the settlements was just the runners, so... Yeah. They were all set up for parkour. So mm-hmm. it works. Uh, I hope that they continue it. I uh, do too. And having having uh, Avalon chops behind it, that story is going to be pretty good. Yeah. I'm hoping, at least. I don't know that I had a lot else. Did, Jason, did you see anything else? Not really, no. Mm. Not that's really good. We'll probably have a... We'll have a fairly new... new Heavy episode next week. Heavy episode next week with packs completing. Yeah. All right, Jason, is there anything new coming out here soon? I was going to say Mortal Kombat comes out next month. We're going to get the release date for Borderlands next month. But I can't think Uh, of a lot else. Oh, um, that... What's that game on PS4 that's coming out next month? <laughs> What's that game, man? What's that game? It had to have an impact, right? Right. Um, um, <laughs> hang on. Jesus. Yeah, this is what happens when you get late at night and you're staring at a computer screen sitting around right. a set of microphones. Like, What was that thing? Days we were Gone. Do? Days Gone. Days that's gone. a thing. Days oh, yeah, Gone is coming yeah. out next month. And then the More zombie after. games. That's the reason why I didn't stick in my right. yeah. And then the month after that, Rage 2 comes out. Yeah. So Mortal Kombat 11 comes out April 23rd. Days Gone on April 26th. Um, yep. That's pretty much <laughs> it as far as big releases within the next month. So I'll be playing Division 2 for the next month. I'll be playing Sekiro <laughs> and, and that as well. Uh, yeah, I'm playing more, you know, I'm picking up VR games as I can, you know, as I can find them on sale, uh, because I, I pepper VR in between, you know, playing the division. I find it's, I need to get up and move. Yeah. Um, so Jason, where can you find us? Find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and twitter.com slash tiltcast. Our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash the real tiltcast. Find friends of the show for the love of gaming, Cabbage KBG on YouTube. Find the carousel while it is still on the internet, carouselpadcast.com. You're also going to find other friends of the show, um, noquarters.net, the bmfcast.com, big motherfucking podcast. Yeah. Um, and you will find tbgp.tv. They still do great things, still have a quality show. Awesome. With that, it is the end of the show. All righty. Peace. Thank you.